Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And this is part three. And if you've not listened to the first two parts, make sure you go back and listen. Um, and obviously iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and over on YouTube as well. And this is really our focus on helping all of you understand why now is going to be the best time to buy or sell a home. Uh, because remember, the question is not, is this a good time to buy a home? The question really is, will tomorrow be a better time to buy a home and why or why not? And so we are addressing all these 16 points for all of you so that you can address them then for your, all your buyer and seller clients. It's really important that you understand these points so that you can express to your potential clients why now is actually the best time to buy or sell a home and probably at least the next five years, maybe the next 10 years. And if you do not clearly um, understand that at this point, make sure you go back and listen to the first two parts. And then today is part three and a suggestion. And I know a lot of you have been taking us up on these ideas. Julie and I organize all of our notes in a list format so that frankly, it's easier to write, but also it's easier for all of you to understand. But then many of you are using these points and making social media around them, you know, Instagram and whatnot. We do not share our points on the podcast or rather in the podcast notes because we had a lot of people that were stealing our content. So now if you want access to the content, we are adding the content every day's notes to Premier Coaching. And so our Premier Coaching members can use these notes as we've written as we've written them. But remember, the notes as we've written them are in Tim and Julie speak. They're not really overly polished. <laughs> so you're going to see what Julie and I see. And yeah, if you want to use, for example, point number 12 here as an Instagram post, that might be a good idea with you explaining it as we're about to explain it to you. So if you're not a member of Premier Coaching, it is not too late for you. It's the perfect thing for you to be taking action on immediately. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. And when you do, we'll text you back a link. And then you click the link, and then within about 22 seconds, about 24 seconds, you can actually join Premier Coaching. Believe it or not, we're actually timing that process so that we can get it down to about 12 seconds. It's been kind of an interesting challenge technologically. But in the meantime, make sure you text the word Premier to 47372. And when you do, you'll have instant access to all of Premier Coaching's first level. In addition to that, yes, you will be um, allowed, given permission, entitled to a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. Take action on that now. Simply text the word Premier to 47372. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. Julie, point number 12. Point number 12 about why this is a great time to buy and sell. Point number 12, the bank overlays are actually going to get more stringent if the economy continues to decline. That means the requirements for financing will become more onerous, not less. Now, what are bank overlays? First of all, remember the premise here, guys. Why is now the best time to buy or sell in the next five or 10 years? Point number 12 is expressing to you the fact that the bank overlays are most likely going to become much more stringent in the future than it is, is it will, now, will be now. So now is the best time to buy or sell, not, for example, six months from now, because these bank overlays are going to be inevitable. So, Julie, so now compared to, you know, in the near future and in the far future, those of you who have clients who are saying, well, I'll wait and see what happens, probably not a great idea. 
Bank overlays are when lenders have their risk management people, and all banks have those. They say, you know what, the economy is getting a little bit shaky. We want to be a bit more conservative. We're not just going to let anybody get a loan from us. Things like, you know, you thought that 20% down in a 720 credit score was enough, but let's say that you, you have that, but they also want five years of job history, or they want that plus a 22% down payment, or they don't like the industry that you're in, or any number of things. And a lot of agents will argue online that these are illegal. They're not illegal. Every bank can absolutely instigate those, and that's why it's a good thing to shop your lenders. And by the way, your overlays, because you're in the real estate business, might be different than, say, for example, someone who is a doctor. They definitely are. Yeah. And we know we have lots of evidence that doctors, for your example, and we saw this in our own practice, Mm -hmm. doctors uh, did get preferential treatment. So, you know, bank overlays are real and they're likely to get more strict if the economy continues to struggle. And they will be, again, just to really drive this point home, they will be industry specific on what, how owners they decide to be. And I remember very clearly back in 2008, 2007, 2008, there were a lot of agents who had equity lines of credit against their single family homes. And what the banks did, starting with Bank of America, as far as we uh, remember, they started basically reducing the amount of your home equity loan to the amount that you'd already borrowed. So if you have a $100,000 home equity loan and you had a $10,000 balance against it, well, then guess what? That $10,000 became your new maximum loan limit. In essence, they canceled your home equity loan. So they can do that. Do we think that's going to happen again? Well, there's no reason to think that the banks won't become a little bit more careful on who they're lending money to. It's just to what degree. Exactly. So we'll see. And that's really the, that's really the truth. It does feel like we're in a bit of a, a bounce back from the inflation. And the reality of it is, though, we're going to be going into the second inning of inflation. And frankly, all the people that Julie and I listen to and the people that we've been following for our own careers the last 20 or 30 years, who've always given us good advice, you know, they're all suggesting there's going to be a double dip recession. They're all suggesting there's going to be another hit of uh, really some significant inflation. Now, remember, if you're not understanding how that actually in some strange parallel universe way, but it really does work to your advantage, you need to go back and listen to parts one and two of this podcast because this will these opportunities that arise from, say, for example, inflation are once in a lifetime, which goes back to the simple fact is, is now a better time to buy or sell than, uh, than say, five years from now, let alone six months from now? Well, if you're looking at inflation, just inflation, the answer is heck yes, because there's no reason to believe that real estate prices will not continue to increase. And if your option is to stay put in the house you're in, and maybe that's going to make sense for you. And, but you know darn well that you're going to need extra space soon or you need less space in the next 12 to 24 months. And if you are understanding that inflation on real estate is going to be at least 5 maybe 10% for the foreseeable future, you would be way better off to buy or sell something now, even if, even if interest rates um, are not where you really feel comfortable. Because remember, you date the rate, you marry the house. Point number 13, Julie. Point number 13, this is an interesting one to consider. Compare your worst case scenario, renting versus owning. Now, those of you who are listening who you personally are renting, this might apply to you, but certainly to your real estate clients and prospects, as well as all of the displaced sellers who have sold their houses but haven't yet bought, because that's a big crowd right now. So compare your worst case scenario, renting versus owning. Let's say you or somebody you know actually does lose your job. Your lender will be actually easier to deal with than a landlord who may have their own issues and will simply evict you versus your lender who can put you your loan into forbearance while you get back on your feet. Okay, so let's talk about this. Some this every time you well, let's just take it back to uh, COVID, right? Sure. In 2020, it was about mid midway through the year. 
uh, the government came out with all these mortgage forbearance things and all this other stuff. And you and I, as far as I know, were the only people uh, coaching and training at our level, which were we were telling every single real estate agent to put every single mortgage they had, rental and otherwise, yes. into forbearance. And there were so many people that got pissed off when we said that, like somehow suggesting that you're you know shirking your responsibilities. And we explained that it was we felt that really that that was the, the smartest thing for the government to do, frankly. And we, we also shared with you guys a lot of information on the PPP loans and all the rest of it. A lot of people got mad at us when we were telling agents to make sure that they're putting their own masks on first and taking care of themselves. Fast forward six months, 12 months, and there's thousands of agents that were thanking us for telling them to do that. And so here's what's going to happen again. And here's really, don't have any sort of moral dilemma with this. If you fall into hard times and you have a mortgage, what is going to happen is you're going to call up your lender and there's already, by the way, there is right now, already programs in place. Did you guys know you can still do for parent forbearance uh, deals on your mortgages if and blame COVID and some servicers will allow you to actually avoid payments for a duration of time? And where's the interest go that would have been paid on that loan had you been making your payments on time? On the back end of the loan, you'll still have to pay the missed payments, but they're going to be tacked onto the mortgage balance. If inflation continues to be like it is and you miss six months worth of payments because you're falling into hard times, you know, things could be a a lot worse, right? So ultimately what we suspect is going to happen, and we're going to roll into point number 14 here. So stay tuned. Most, in point number 14, most homeowners can temporarily pause or reduce their mortgage payments if they're struggling financially. So we're combining these two points, but it's really important. Forbearance forbearance is when your mortgage servicer or your lender allows you to pause or reduce your mortgage payments for a limited amount of time while you build back your finances. So here's what is going to happen. What happened after um, the housing crash was the essentially the program or the I would say the framework for what the government did when COVID hit. What they did in, a, well, the Obama administration, I think it was in 2008, put a situation in place where there was all kinds of ways for people to essentially put their mortgage payments on hold while they got their lives back together. Back then financially. it was called loan modification. Yeah, loan modifications, all kinds of other things. But really, there's no point in modifying loans at when COVID hit because most of the loans were at such ridiculously low interest rates right. anyway. But some of you experienced putting your mortgages on forbearance for up to a year, and then the lender would call you up and say, guess what? If you're, you know, it's been 12 months, do you need to continue on forbearance? And if you do, we'll continue it. Or by the way, we can refinance you for free to a lower rate. Also without hurting your credit. Also, without really any negative ramifications. And that is distinctly different than how the housing uh, crash happened. In the housing crash, back in 2008, 9, and 10, they were all figuring all that stuff out. I think you were right to say that that was the framework for what got implemented at a much higher level during COVID. And the important thing to remember there is that that's your evidence that it's not going to happen again. Now, we're not we're not in any way saying housing should be socialized and all the rest of it. So before any of you guys get on your, um, you know, your soapboxes and think that Julie and I are somehow passing along our own opinions of what things should or shouldn't happen, we're not. We're just suggesting to you that the government's got framework in place that if there were for some reason, let's just say your worst case scenario, there's a lot of um, in your market. Let's just say there's a lot of unemployment. You really think there's going to be any any politician after there's been two really well-documented periods where homeowners were in hardship, you think there's going to be any politician that's going to stand up and say, nope, they can't make their payments, throw them out. And the lenders, that's the last thing they want too. Because remember, I, I think, I'd have to look this up to be sure, I believe that the ratio 
for lenders is for every million you have in default, there's five million you're not allowed to lend. So it actually affects them as well. And that's the last thing they want. And, and now they all basically know how to do these forbearances. And the GSEs basically control all the governments or all the banks uh, lending with the exception of like, you know, non-conforming hybrid, you know, jumbo, crazy ass mortgages, but everything else is pretty much controlled by the government. So if the government tells the servicers not to do for, uh, to do foreclosures and let anyone ever let everyone go into forbearance, you don't think that's exactly what's going to happen. Of course, that's exactly what's going to happen. Which is better than if that happens to you and you're paying an individual investor on a home who probably is paying a mortgage and property taxes and is not going to be nearly as lenient because they just don't have the flexibility. You said investor, you meant landlord, and that's the point that we're trying to make. And again, this is a, 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 I mean, these are points to present to your uh, buyers that might be in the situation where they're renting and they're thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. buying something because there are obviously millions and millions of uh, millennials, frankly, that are in that that very position. And what Julie just said is true. If you have a situation where the tenant's not paying uh, their rent, it's going to be a lot easier to get that tenant out of the home for not paying rent than it is the homeowner because homeowners are going to definitely have more leverage. And remember that homeowners are also going to have an enormous amount of equity. So we're not talking about devaluation of homes. When you hear falling asking prices, the only people in the country, and there are some, that if forced to sell, remember those are the key words, if forced to sell, the people that bought homes in, say, the beginning of 2022, chances are, depending on what their down payment was, they're going to be losing money, right? Well, even if their down payment, they could be losing money that was you know, contributed to their down payment. But what we're, we're not really seeing that. Now, again, there are mortgages. There are homes that were bought the first half of 2022 that if those owners were forced to sell, they're going to be in a situation where they might have to write a check or they might lose some money. But with their 30-year locked-in rate mortgages, all they've got to do really is wait a year. And because of inflation, they're going to be right as rate as far as their equity goes. So if you are dealing with somebody, frankly, that's in a situation, maybe it's you where you are essentially looking at selling your home and your home is not necessarily, and you're going to potentially lose money, but you have to like move on. You can't stay there anymore for whatever reason, rent that thing out in 12 months and the market's going to cure your negative equity situation. And again, this goes to another point that Julie and I have been really beating the drum about. Do not look for any big REO train leaving the station. There's not going to be a big tsunami of REOs. Frankly, there's not even going to be any, we don't think there's even going to be much of a market for short sales. Again, certain markets might be, you know, experiencing more hardship, but in a mass, huge, you know, national way, like it hit back in 07, 08, anyone who tells you or forecasts that it's going to happen like it did before is ill-informed or... Um, trying to sell you something you shouldn't be buying. Oh, Julie, hitting the nail on the head. Well, I mean, honestly, that it, it is easy. I think if you only look at headlines and you're seeing a lot of housing drama and this and that, and then somebody shoots you an email saying, hey, get on my REO list or you know, pay me 400 bucks and I'll send you the list. It could be tempting because you're freaking out. That's why we do our podcasts the way we do them, to give you point, talking points based on facts. Yeah, so. I mean, when you hear people losing money, they're not talking about those homeowners that were uh, you know, purchased, and again, it's not even all of them, but the ones that purchased in the beginning of 2022. Actually, at this point, a lot of them probably do have enough equity to sell because of inflation. It's been long enough. Right. We're not really, and again, if you, we have thousands of times at this point in this podcast shown you guys exactly the percent of homeowners that are actually, uh, the equity situation of people with mortgages in the country is an all-time high. There's not any sort of negative equity uh, problem or crisis anywhere on the horizon. So don't believe it. It's not going to happen. Focus on if you want to really become a listing agent, if you really want to drill down, at, frankly, right now, the single best opportunity is absolutely positively 
uh, learning how to um, proactively generate expired listings and list those expired listings. And all of you joining Premier Coaching right now, one of the first things we're going to have you do is we're going to have you complete the real estate treasure map, which is your fill in the blank business plan, your business and life plan. We're definitely going to put you into one of the massive action plans, the 90 day massive action plan. It might be the survival plan, but then we're going to uh, get you moving on learning two spokes and spokes are lead generation sources of business, right? The first one we're going to have you do is centers of influence and past client. And the other that we're going to prod you to do as much as we can, is going to be expired listings. You do those two things right now in this market place. I assure you guys in every stretch of, you know, the every corner of the country, you're going to have tons and tons of opportunity. Don't hide your head in the sand. You have to be a proactive lead generator in this marketplace. And then the sky's the limit. Next point, Julie Harris. Point number 15, owning a home or several is forced savings account. Most people have their greatest store of wealth in the form of home equity. Over time, it is still the greatest investment you can make with the most versatility. For example, you can't live in a stock and you certainly can't live in crypto. So it's not just an investment. It's not just for savings. All that's good, but it also gives you versatility. So point number, let's see, what are we on? 16, there will not be a big housing crash. That's what we've been talking about, supply and demand. This, this is the short list. This is, I think, point number 16 kind of sums it all up for your talking points. Why will there not be a big housing crash? Well, supply and demand, we still have not enough supply and a whole bunch of demand demographics. There's a lot of people who have yet to buy their first home. Forbearances for those who fall behind. That means there's not going to be an avalanche of short sales and foreclosures. Super high equity and locked in low interest rates and low inventory. All reasons you should not expect a precipitous drop in price. Some, one other thing I wanted to add to that I just read was uh, you know, even if people do have to do forbearances or they have to refire, whatever, they also, this is the, what do I say? The highest credit score averages ever recorded. Right. So even if we go back to our point number one from today, bank overlays, even if bank overlays say, you know what? 720 is not good enough yet. We want 740 credit score to get the best rates with no points or low points. Well, most people, I think the average credit score of recently closed mortgages was something like 780 something. So you're still safe on that. No precipitous housing crash. I, I'm going to pass this along too. Um, there were there are people that are, especially on social that I've noticed, who are trying to make everyone believe that there's going to be some max, mass exodus of real estate agents out of the industry. Mm-hmm. And I read something today, and I won't say who posted it, but he insinuated, it was on Instagram, that it's, you know, he's, it was one of these general statements. It's predicted that, or something like that, he said, yeah. that 600,000 agents will leave the industry in 2023, right? This, I, so I responded- Based on what? So I responded back. Actually, I think it was on Facebook. And I responded back and I said, based on what? Right. I said, where are you getting your research? And I wasn't trying to be confrontational. I'm friends with this guy. And I was saying, did I miss something? Julie and I did. Well, I happen to know we didn't miss something because guess what? Julie and I communicate with the National Association of Realtors on a regular basis. We're contributors to their, you know, Julie writes articles for them uh, at least one a month. And we know the, you know, key people over there and we ask them, you know, we're getting so stats just from out them. of curiosity. What is this based on? Right, exactly. So don't you think if you're going to be predicting that the, there's going to be a drop of 600,000 agents in the next 12 months, uh, NAR would know, right? I mean, wouldn't that statistic or something like that come from National Association of Realtors? Of course it would. Well, I asked this person for where his source was and do you think he responded to me? No, he did not. So where, who is the they that said it was him that's guessing. 
And he's just trying to get basically, it was a clickbait. That's all it really was. And there's so much of that stuff that's out there right now. And that's the thing you've got to really be clearing your head about. Because the reality of it is, is in this marketplace where your best energies are always going to be spent is on, are on helping people. And if you are feeling desperate, if you're feeling scared, and the reason really the, I think the real motivation for Julie and I to do this three-part um, you know, the podcast was so that you can stop worrying about the housing market. Because it's going to be difficult for you to be very enthusiastic and motivated to go out there and help people buy or sell homes if you're not believing in what you're selling, right? So if you believe something you're going to sell somebody is going to lose money or going to hurt them somehow, you're not going to want to even work. You're not going to want to go out and sell their home. You're, you're going to be confused yourself. This series of podcasts was designed to help you be clear. But I can't, and Julie and I and our coaches and our staff, we can't prevent you from consuming misinformation where it puts your mindset back into this big mosh pit of, you know, confusion. So our strongest of suggestions is, is if you're reading anything that's even remotely related to bad news or people that are trying to get you to think in one particular way, that's going to lead you to believe that there's not more opportunity tomorrow than there is today. What you're going to actually do, remember, I mean, the premise of this podcast series was, do you think, when will be, uh, you know, now is the best time to buy a home in at least the next five years? Well, now is the best time for you to really drill down and focus on why you truly got into real estate. The thing, yes, to make money, and some of you got into real estate because you wanted to build careers and wanted to build businesses and all the rest of it. But isn't the real drill down reason why you got into real estate because you wanted to be of service to other people? Because it makes you feel amazing knowing that you helped somebody solve a problem. Well, in this past market, the problems solved themselves because the market was selling itself. Sure. All you really had to do is get in the middle of the transaction. But now you're going to be helping people solve problems, especially because there's so much misinformation out there. So if you're listening to this podcast series and you're tuned into Julie and you're in Julie and I and you're a premier coaching client and you're feeling optimistic and you're feeling enthusiastic and you're feeling frankly more motivated and in a lot of ways proud of yourself because you see yourself helping other people that is the mindset to have if you feel tomorrow is going to be worse than today what you do subconsciously is you essentially make that true think about this guys if you believe that there's going to be an asteroid headed to planet earth and we've all got, you know, 60 days left to live. I'm guessing you're missing some gym days, right? I'm guessing you're going to have those donuts. I'm guessing you're going to, you guys get the point? No more kettlebell. Exactly. <laughs> Julie and I, I promise you, we'll be dropping our kettlebells at the bottom of the nearest lake. You guys get the point? So if you do not believe that tomorrow is going to be better than today, you actually start to do things that will make tomorrow worse than today. And this is what happens when people get stuck in these quagmires of negative news. And then they start associating. As soon as you read negative news, what, is it, what do you naturally do? You reinforce it with more negative news, especially if you're on socials. Because the socials are going to say, well, look at Bob. He loved reading the headline on how basically the zombie apocalypse and housing is coming. We're going to pour a whole bunch of that crap on Bob. Yeah. And the next thing, Bob spent three hours reading nothing but negative headlines. And do you think Bob's right now going to get motivated to pick up the phone and call a center of influence and pass client? No, Bob's voicemail is full. <laughs> exactly. Bob's voicemail smells full because he's standing in line at Krispy Kreme's to buy 14 a dozen donuts because he just says the hell of it. Yeah. You get, <laughs> How's that going to work out? And, and I mean, obviously no. I got donuts on my mind today. I but guess. Yeah. But do you guys get the point now? How many people are going to go out and get donuts? Don't get donuts. Don't They're do bad it. for That's you. not what we meant. So, yeah. so here's the punchline. Knowledge equals power. Ignorance equals fear. And confidence is what that should say as well. Mm -hmm. It's our job to educate, motivate, and get you into action. But it's your job to educate, motivate, and get your prospects into action. 
and we've just given you 16 talking points about specifically how to do that. So as we go through the next month, here's your homework assignment. Set a specific 30-day goal for how many new pre-qualified buyer and seller appointments you'll actually secure. Get help from our Harris Certified Coaches by joining Premier Coaching for free. Just text the word Premier to 47372 or simply go to members.timandjulieharris.com. That's right. So the main thing here is knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. If you're feeling fear, it's because subconsciously you're not feeling confident because you know your skill set is not in alignment, frankly, with what the market demands. That should make perfect sense to all of you. And the easiest way for you to fix that problem is not doing more TikToks. The easiest way for you to fix that problem is not working on your brand or your logo or your CRM. The easiest way to fix that problem is making it so that anytime you're having a conversation with anybody about buying and selling real estate in this market, you know what to say, you know how to answer the question. Knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. And when you know how to have a lucid, uh, helpful conversation about why now is the best time to buy or sell real estate, and you're not just saying it, it just just sound like, sound like some cheese ball thing that you know, real estate people have been saying forever, but you can say, can I explain to you why? And you share with them some of our, you know, past 16, 17 points. Tell me how you're going to feel. You're going to feel amazing, aren't you? And then what's going to happen? You're going to want more of that feeling. And the next thing you know, you're on a completely different trajectory in your life because you're not hiding out. You're out there on the front lines. You're trying to solve other people's problems and you're actually in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other people. So your action steps now are to definitely share this podcast with other people. Definitely, you know, real estate professionals, definitely join Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply and absolutely positively do not slow down. Do not allow yourself to become complacent. Do what Julie and I do. I'll tell you guys a funny story. We're going to talk about uh, Yellowstone. Oh. <laughs> okay, so when Yellowstone okay. Season 5 started, Julie and I were trying to watch Yellowstone Season 5. So we had our uh, Paramount um, app, whatever the hell it's called, Paramount Network app, because we read everywhere that's the app you need to have. Well, it turns out the Paramount Network app doesn't work unless you are subscribing to some local cable TV station, and obviously then you're subjecting yourself to their propaganda, AKA news to which Julie and I said, the hell with Yellowstone. We'll just watch it and replay. There you go. Because there is zero chance as strong as we think our mindsets are. There is zero chance. Julie and I are watching or listening to any news. Zero chance because it is all propagandized garbage that no matter how strong you think your mindset is, it's going to adversely affect it. So if you're not feeling, and here's a supplemental homework assignment for all of you, if you're anyone like, if you're like Zoe, you love supplemental homework assignments, right? <laughs> they <laughs> so, just hung there. They just stopped. Listening. Exactly. So, but here it is. Do yourself a favor and have a media free week. Well, here, I'll make it easy. Have a media free day. Then have a media-free half a week and then a media-free month. Make it so that you 100% completely check out of anybody that's beating you over the head with anything that's a current event. And I'm talking about all of it because it's all designed to make you feel dependent and scared. The reason that it wants you to feel dependent and scared is then you have, frankly, you start to become more dependent. 
You stop realizing that you're in charge of your destiny, that you can create your own future. You start thinking that I need to, you, you guys get it, right? We've talked about this in this podcast countless times. If you want to become the best version of yourself as a real estate professional or as a person, you have to realize there are lots of things, a lot of people, a lot of you know institutions, a lot of this and the other things that would just assume you stay dependent. This is your opportunity to become independent because knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear right? Hopefully this resonates with all of you. In the meantime, there are dozens of you that are uh, chatting with Julie and I about joining us at eXp Realty. If you've not yet chosen your eXp Realty sponsor, Julie and and I would be honored and delighted to earn the right to be your eXp Realty sponsor. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. Again, that's my real cell phone number. Text, do not call 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.